next on the 5 O'Clock Report. I'm not making this up. We have uh, the, the death by a thousand cuts. Get to the airport early. The world is on fire. He did it for us. He became one of us. What happened on the 23rd and 24th of December? Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon. Welcome aboard a mass shooting today at a university in the Czech Republic of Prague. At least 15 dead, including the gunman, a 24-year-old student at the school. Here's correspondent Elaine Carr. It happened at the university in central Prague, and the police also say that they believe the shooter was a student of the arts faculty there. Students and teachers hid where they could on the campus. The philosophy department was evacuated. 24 others were injured in that mass shooting just four days before Christmas. Israel says it's on the verge of ending major combat operations in northern Gaza. In the south, street-to-street fighting with Hamas continues. Secretary of State Blinken laments the fact that the international community is not more condemning of Hamas. I hear virtually no one saying, demanding of Hamas that it stop hiding behind civilians, that it lay down its arms, that it surrendered. Today, Hamas rejected Israel's latest offer of a seven-day ceasefire in exchange for the release of 40 hostages. Hamas says no hostages will be freed until the war is declared over with. It's get-out-of-dodge time if you're headed home for the holidays. Reporter Wendy Gillette has advice for those of you who are flying for Christmas. Today and tomorrow will be the busiest travel days of the holiday week, when over 3.7 million passengers depart you U.S. airports both days. Economist Haley Berg. If you are planning to travel ahead of the holiday weekend, expect longer lines and get to the airport early. Atlanta will be the busiest airport with almost one and a half million passengers departing this holiday week. If you're driving for the holidays, the worst time to be on the roads will be this Saturday from 11 a.m. till 7 p.m. Thousands of Mainers are still in the dark. Four days after that crippling nor'easter that clobbered the coast. Katie Byrne with Fox Weather. A lot of people have been talking about just how much this has impacted them, their businesses, their homes submerged in water. They're worried about going another day or two or potentially three days without heat in their homes, especially as we get into the weekend, which we know brings us to Christmas Eve. The governor of Maine warned some people won't get their lights back on until after Christmas. The besieged southern border saw a record number of migrant encounters this week. Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez says border towns are overwhelmed. You cannot go to the hospital because there are no beds, because all the beds are filled. I'm not making this up. This is where we're at. He calls what's happening at the southern border an invasion. There's more people in the pipeline, and I suspect Christmas will be worse than today, and New Year's will be worse than today. We're going the absolute wrong direction. Because of the overflow, Texas Governor Greg Abbott's begun flying migrants to cities like Chicago. Griff Jenkins with Fox News. It says he's already sent 24,500 migrants to the Windy City, and this latest flight, originating in El Paso, adds 120 more to an already overwhelmed migrant crisis in Chicago. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson. The governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror 
of the chaos that he is causing for this country. City Alderman Ramon Lopez. My mayor is blaming everyone except the person who needs to get the blame, and that is President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who are responsible. On Monday of this week, more than 12,500 illegal immigrants tried to enter this country through Eagle Pass, Texas. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich hopes the U.S. Supreme Court rules soon in overturning a Colorado decision that keeps Trump off the primary ballot next year. A million three hundred and sixty. 60,000 Coloradans voted for Donald Trump in the last election. Four lawyers want to block him from being on the ballot. The American people are not going to tolerate being told that they're not allowed to have a choice for who they want to have as president. This is not Venezuela. It's not Nicaragua. It's not Cuba. And I think the Democrats are dangerously close to causing the kind of confrontation that would be truly disastrous for the country. American voters are evenly divided if the 2024 presidential election is a rematch of the 2020 presidential election. Quinnipiac pollster Tim Malloy says it's a virtual dead heat, with Biden receiving 47% of support and Trump receiving 46%. And Trump is polling far more favorably than other GOP members vying for the presidency. So much can happen in the next 10 and a half, 11 months. I mean, there's court cases. Both the, both the two leading candidates are older men. You've got Neely, Nikki Haley rising. The world is on fire. There's two wars on two fronts. In a three-party race, independent Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is polling at 16%, with Trump receiving 38% and Biden receiving 36%. I'm Natalie Migliori. Christmas has come early in war-torn Ukraine. Vicki Barker explains. Rejecting the Russian Orthodox Christmas date of January 7th, this year Ukrainians will celebrate on December 25th. This isn't anti-Russian propaganda. This priest says it's important that we have our own separate Christmas. Yes, I'll be celebrating with my family on the 25th, this soldier says. Beside him, his comrade says, I'll be celebrating both dates in the same place, in the trenches. Vicki Barker, London. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report for a Thursday. New York Dems try to copy Colorado. DiNapoli demands answers on COVID deaths. And a symbol of Christmas celebrates 800 years. Here is your family life weather forecast. It'll be cold tonight, but mainly clear. A few patchy clouds around, low temperatures ranging in the high teens to 20s. Tomorrow, decent amount of sunshine with high temperatures in the 30s to near 40. Now on Saturday, a little disturbance comes through. Rather cloudy. A couple of scattered rain and snow showers in New York State. With high temperatures Saturday in the middle 30s to the middle 40s. All right, Kevin, thank you. Hello, winter. The shortest day of the year is here, folks. The winter solstice officially arrives 1027 tonight. Oddly enough, it's about to feel a lot more like spring than winter. A gradual warming trend will send our temperatures soaring to 50 degrees or more by Christmas Day. And starting tomorrow, we gain about a minute of daylight each day until the summer solstice in June. This weekend marks the one-year anniversary of the infamous Buffalo Blizzard that killed nearly 50 people in and around the Queen City. Brian Hayden with the Buffalo History Museum is collecting artifacts donated by Rev 
residents who lived through that storm. It was our responsibility as a history museum to document that and to make sure that this history that we lived through last December was recorded. That way, future generations would better understand, you know, what happened on the 23rd and 24th of December of 2022. That multi-day blizzard featured blinding snow and sub-zero wind chills. New York Democrats are trying to get Donald Trump tossed from the primary ballot next year. Family Life's Jeremy Miller says it follows a controversial ruling in Colorado this week. Yeah, state Democrats predict that ruling will boost efforts to remove Trump from the ballot in New York. The Colorado Supreme Court ruled that the 14th Amendment of the Constitution bars Trump from serving as president because of the January 6th demonstration at the Capitol. But legal experts say Trump has not been convicted of any related charges and the decision could backfire constitutionally and politically. Trump said he will appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. Gasland is back in the gas business in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Bob, one of Pennsylvania's leading natural gas companies is poised to drill and frack again in the rural community where it was banned from doing so for a dozen years for polluting the water. Katera Energy has won permission from the state to drill a dozen gas wells underneath Dimmick Township in northeastern Pennsylvania. That's the the sweet spot for the largest deposit of natural gas in the country. Some landowners can't wait for the Houston-based company to resume production. Others, though, in Dimmick dread the industry's return, citing truck traffic, noise pollution, and the threat of new contamination. Dimmick became ground zero in a national debate over fracking after residents began reporting methane in the water that was making them sick. The Oscar-winning film Gasland showed some residents lighting their tap water on fire. Experts say Dimmick's natural gas could be worth nearly $4 billion. It's part of the Marcellus Shale Formation that helped spur a drilling boom in Pennsylvania 20 years ago. Mark Webster, Family Life News. Thank you, Mark. New York Comptroller Tom DiNapoli says the state needs to do more to resolve pandemic-related issues at nursing homes. We still feel that more needs to be done to make sure that uh, data is being collected, that the data is accurate, particularly with regard to outbreaks of infection, and at the nursing home level that there's more guidance to be sure that they are responding and reporting. Last year, he cited former Governor Cuomo for under-reporting COVID deaths at nursing homes by as much as 50 percent. There's still you know, some questions from uh, the depths of the COVID emergency. We know folks that lost loved ones in nursing homes still haven't gotten a clear answer. Cuomo came under fire for ordering COVID patients into nursing homes instead of hospitals in the early days of the pandemic. Business leaders in New York are not happy about the state's new minimum wage hike, which they say will hurt the very people it's intended to help because they'll have to lay people off. Frank Kerbin with the Business Council of New York. You add up all these costs and, and we have uh, the, the death by a thousand cuts for, for a lot of businesses in New York State. But for Starbucks barista Brandy Quinn, the pay hike is much needed. My coworkers and I, we enjoy our job that we're doing but we just don't make enough to do it in a sustainable way. Starting January 1st, the minimum wage upstate will increase to 15 bucks an hour. A 15-year-old JV basketball player suffered a cardiac arrest in the middle of a game last night in Rochester, New York. Jackie Napier with Wham News says the young boy's heart stopped in the game between Monroe High School and the Rochester School of the Arts. A school security officer and an athletic trainer performed 
performed life-saving efforts on the JV basketball player using an AED to successfully revive him. State law in New York requires AEDs, automatic external defibrillators, at all sporting events. This year marks the 800th anniversary of the nativity scene. You know, that yearly display of a donkey, camel, shepherd, three wise men, Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in a cave where animals would have been stabled, and he was laid in a manger, which people should realize that's an animal feeding trough. Author and historian Laurel Gillum. It was the time of the census, so Bethlehem was crowded with travelers, so it's likely the stable held a few donkeys and oxen. Those were the main means of transporting people and goods for most Jewish people at the time. Over the years, people have added camels to the nativity because they were used in caravans in the Middle East, and they've added wise men who arrived in Bethlehem, although much later. Gillen's been studying nativity scenes for decades and says she's still amazed at the message they convey. I'm most amazed by the humility that God took upon himself to come to earth as this helpless human baby, you know, born in a poor family, lying there among what were considered lowly animals. It was such an incredible thing for the king of the universe to do, and he he did it for us. He became one of us. St. Francis of Assisi gets the credit for coming up with the first crutch. His historic nativity scene was displayed in a cave in Italy in the year 1223. You're listening to the 5 o'clock report on family life, and coming up after the break, what children really want for Christmas. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Well, we've got some quiet weather ahead in the short term. If tomorrow is a getaway day for you or yours, I've got no issues locally or regionally for travel related to any uh, weather conditions or concerns. In fact, really the only concerns we have are down the road. There may be a system late next week bringing a rain to snow scenario. And as we head into the first few days of the new year, it looks like a more wintry pattern then. In the meantime, it'll be cold tonight, but mainly clear. A few patchy clouds around, low temperatures ranging in the high teens to 20s. Tomorrow, decent amount of sunshine with high temperatures in the 30s to near 40. Now on Saturday, a little disturbance comes through, rather cloudy. A couple of scattered rain and snow showers in New York State, with high temperatures Saturday in the middle 30s to the middle 40s. Thank you, Kevin. Finally, some perspective on the true meaning of Christmas from children at a boys and girls club in Atlanta. They gave some absolutely amazing answers when confronted with that difficult question, whether it's better to give or receive. Take a listen. You can either get a gift for yourself or you can pick a gift for your mom and dad. I bet that's hard. Is that a really hard question? Mm-hmm. What gift do you pick? I choose this. I gotta go with the ring. That one. That one. That dress. I choose this for my mom. I'll choose this one. It's a really tough question. I'll give him this. You already know? Tell me why. Because Legos don't matter. Lego, your family matters. Not Legos, not toys, your family. So it's either family or Legos, and I choose family. I get gifts every year from my family, and my mom don't get anything. I get a laptop, my mom will get something. She helps me when I'm sick. She helps me with my homework. She gave me a house to live in. They look out for me and do stuff for me, so I need to give back to them. Now I have the opportunity to give them something. Tell me how you're feeling. I'm feeling really happy and thankful because 
happy. Thankful. For your family? For what? My family. Everything. Really is better to give than receive. Absolutely incredible answers there from those children in Atlanta. And that, folks, is what Christmas is all about. That's our world, the world we live in, Thursday, December 21st. I'm Bob Price, Family Life News.